February is the month of love, and I hope that you are all treating yourself. That's right. Treat yourself. Right, Blake? Treat yourself. Treat yourself. And you can treat yourself by searching that hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook. I'd like to help you treat yourself. I know he seems like he has it all. He's tall and he's handsome and he seems so confident. But really underneath all of that, he's just a sensitive little boy. And he's had a really tough year. He is newly sober, just like his father. And... He's just worried about you. He's worried about your health. He's worried about your leaky roof. Because he cares, this is so important to him. You are already so important to him. Because, because you're family to him already. So let me get this straight. Um, the message here is uh, shape up Nikki because the kid needs a win. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm not a prop, Rebecca. I'm not... Kevin sees me as family. Well, you know how I see him? I, I, I see him as a tall, blonde kid who pulled me from my home. The only place I'm comfortable. So a movie star could, uh, you know, be a real-life hero for a day. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back. Are you so excited? My goodness gracious, that was crazy, right? Wait, we have something coming that's very important that you should watch instead of This Is Us. Never mind. No, you don't. That's next week. So you you know what? Two weeks of waiting, but we had a Super Bowl in the middle, mm-hmm. and and all of this postponement completely messed up the storyline of This Is Us. Songbird Part 1, Songbird Part 2. Welcome back, everybody. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I got to tell you, uh, you know, I, I understand the whole point of... You know, delaying things for the State of the Union. I delay. I understand the whole thing of like you know, gotta respect the fact that the president's talking, whatever. But it does kill the narrative momentum of an episode. And you know, this is one of those things that happens when you're on a, a broadcast network uh, show. Like, yes, these things get postponed. And if they, it's cable network, they don't care. It can be a holiday. About, they don't care it about can nothing. be the end of the world, and Out, they're Outlander, like, it's okay. Outlander, like you know, came on on Christmas Eve, and they were like, yeah, so what? Christmas Eve, Eve. Oh, sorry, Christmas Eve, Eve. Sorry, but like, yeah, you, you know, whatever. They they went through the whole the whole thing, and um, you know, I, I it just it kills the narrative momentum. I, I I wish we had gotten this beforehand, but you know what? It's all okay because the Patriots won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and and I'm and I am happy. <laughs> I am happy to facilitate that. I am happy to talk about yeah. it. Left and right. You know, because we actually got an iTunes review recently from Deanna Darling, who who tried other podcasts uh, during a catch-up on This Is Us and quickly switched to, to ours, was much happier. Oh. She loves the personal stories in GBD, but she actually, actually knocked us down a star because of your fandom. <gasps> and she's Deanna from Buffalo. Stop. Well, you know what? I, I'm not part of Bill's Mafia, and I'm sorry about that. But most importantly, <laughs> what, what was the name again? 
Deanna. Deanna, I'm sorry for you. Oh, <laughs> no, not kind. Boom. Oh, my gosh. She's just kidding. We love you. Well, okay. So uh, before we get into the rest of the show, we want to make sure that you are following and subscribing to the podcast. If you have not already hit that subscribe button in your podcast app of choice, do us a favor and do that. It would be awesome. You can just search This Is Us Too. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all by actually searching the title Mary and Blake. And you can head over to This Is Us Too Facebook group. There you get to meet other listeners, have great engagement, really deep dive into all things This Is Us. And if that wasn't enough for you, just head on over and take a look at maryandblake.com for all of our podcasts and blogs that we do, including The Leftovers on HBO, Outlander on Stars, and even Gilmore Girls, among many others. That's right. I love all of our podcasts. So do make sure you go to maryandblake.com and check those out. But you know, as we do, today is my story. And my story actually happened yesterday. Actually (laughs) happened yesterday. Yeah. Because when Mary and I were going to sleep last night after watching This Is Us, Mary, for some reason, the demon started talking to her. And she the was. The demon sitting, on my shoulder. Yes. The demon started talking to her, and she decided that she was a terrible mother. Yep. <laughs> That's all I was thinking, guys, last night is why I was such a bad mom. Uh, and in, in particular to one of our children, our, our girl, our, our little, little lass. lass. And, you know, um, you know, we. we both of us as parents, we all struggle. Uh, we, I think we all as parents struggle, but in particular, I'm talking about Mary and I. We struggle with how, how we are parenting our children and are we providing the best kind of parenting for our children. And, and Mary, I think you struggle with the whole idea of am I a good parent or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, <laughs> I remember you saying, you know, like, damn Jack Pearson, he, he is like, he's just like super dad, you know. Um but the funny thing is, is when when Mary was saying all of this, and she's saying I'm terrible to this to to our little lass, and I'm I'm I, I'm very short with her, and I'm I'm saying no, no, stop that, stop that, all right. these things that like all the hipster blogs say you're not supposed to do. Say say be you, more like the Duchess. You should Get do down more like this. You and know. I would really like it if you did this. I don't have flipping time. Like Listen, Kate. all them hipsters and Kate Middleton, God love her, love her very much. She's a freaking amazing she, parent. She is. She is stunning in every way. Like, I, I wish I were Kate Middleton. You just okay? want her hair. I do want her hair. I know. Who doesn't? Um, you know, it's it's all them freaking hipsters with all the blogs and all that other stuff. Yeah, that's great to write. Half of them probably don't even have kids anyway. When you're in the middle of all of that stuff, sometimes, and I said this to Mary, sometimes you just got to throw a pizza. Sometimes you just got to throw a pizza with a plate. You got to break it on the wall. You got to take a minute. And then you got to have a sequence fight. And that's okay. It's okay to throw the pizza. It's okay to have the sequence fight. As long as you follow up the pizza with the sequence fight. It's okay. And I don't know if it worked, but she calmed down a little bit. It did calm down. It did help. And I I was like, if Jack Pearson, fictional Jack Pearson can blow up and then recoup. You know, I, I didn't blow up yesterday, but I didn't have good moments. But I will tell you. I read Thumbelina to her little lass, and mm-hmm. she like snuggled in me Aww. and just like loved on me. So I had my own little sequin fight, and I was very proud of myself because I Jack Pearson the hell out of my marriage at that one moment. Boom. All right, so it is time to get into the episode details. 
This one was entitled uh, Songbird Road Part 2. And finally, thank God, we get to the second part of this episode, or, or at least this this little run of episodes here. Uh, because, you know, again, we, we were kind of left hanging there for a minute mm-hmm. uh, because of all the delays and everything. So that is Songbird Road Part 2, directed by none other than Ken Olin. And again, you can tell. You can tell that it's directed by Ken Olin because of the camera movement, how it all just seems to fit. <laughs> you just can tell, Blake. Right. I was, nope. I would have had no idea. I want Ken Olin to direct my life. Just, I just have him just tell me day. what to do. There just, you go. Just tell me what to do so I can look awesome. <laughs> Uh, And this one was written by Julia Brownell, who actually wrote uh, the earlier episode of season three called Katie Girls. Mm. And remember, Julia Brownell was brought in by Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptaker, the uh, co-showrunners of This Is Us. Uh, They actually knew her in their early days of writing, so they brought her on for season three of This Is Us. Okie dokie. Marvin, what do you got for your lemonade rating? lemonade rating. rating on a scale of one to five lemonades, I give this episode a solid. 4.8. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it. it's not a 5 for you. No, it's not a 5, but I really enjoyed it, especially having to wait a couple of weeks and have that momentum stop. I was trying to picture how would I have felt if this was like right after Songbird Part 1, and I said I would give this a 4.8. Right. Uh, for me, it's a 4.5 Lemonator. Um, I really like this episode. I think it works, and, and I think it works because of the... It continues the deconstruction of Jack Pearson, right? And in even it even uses this notion of like finding its footing in the flawed memory that we have of him as a collective. Like it it it, it has Kate saying, "Oh, he was laughing and the sequence fight and everything." And we all choose to remember Jack Pearson even as a viewership as the saintly Jack Pearson, as the man who is perfect in all things. Mm-hmm. Even we we just said that uh, two minutes ago, but in reality, Jack is very flawed. And I love that they're using Nikki to bring those flaws out. But I'm downgrading it, and I and I, it's it's kind of unfair. It's kind of unfair because we had the big break between the first yes. half of the season and, and then this. That's what I'm talking about. And then and then we have the first episode, and then there's a break, and then there's another episode, and then there's a two week break, and it's like. Oh man! So it's Any not momentum. necessarily the show's fault. Like it makes you wonder if we were able to have this without these breaks, you know, would you be feeling like this episode was a little right. higher? And I would tell you that it's it's kind of unfair to grade both this episode and last episode independently. I agree because it is a two hander. It is meant to be a two pot yes. episode. Yes. So when you look at it on the whole, I think a real question is how do you grade Songbird Road? In general, how do you just grade Songbird Road? And I think going back and when I was doing, you know, the notes for this episode and everything and when we were doing notes for the last episode, I I think I would look at it and I would say, if you look at these two as a two-hander and as a two-parter, it's 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 up there. It's not like number one, two, and three. I would say it's a step below that, but it's right there in my mm-hmm. opinion. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Okay, what do you got for your GBG? My GBG is my good, my bad, my great. So my good for this episode was how Kate and Randall remember the day differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself 
have had this happen multiple times with my brother. Uh, so it's been, it was really neat. And I feel like, you know, especially siblings, because you go through so much of, of your life together, that this probably you're nodding your head saying, I have had similar conversations, or maybe just with a good friend, or maybe a spouse. But it was just a really neat thing that I've never seen portrayed necessarily on show. And it made me think about, you know, situations where I saw things differently. Sure. Uh, my dad was for a moment I thought I was watching the wrong show. <laughs> I had the same exact feeling. Like I was like, wait, what? Like there were commercials and then all of a sudden we were in an Indian family's house. And I was like, Blake, did you hit the remote? What <laughs> what's going on? Is NBC like trying to punk us? Like are they showing us an episode? What is why why do we care? What's going on? And then Kate and Randall knocked on the door, and I was like, oh, Got it. it's not the wrong show. <laughs> so it took me out for a second. Um, and then I was slightly invested inside that family drama. And I was like, Mary, stop it. You can only handle one family at a time. Uh, my great, hi, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are many great things about this episode but that one literally made me laugh out loud and that is going to be a moment that I remember forever as young Randall hi I'm an adult it, and I want to order a pizza <laughs> <laughs> so good how about you that was really good wasn't it really good like you, you did such a great because job. you know as a kid that's exactly what you would do oh 100% it's exactly, 100% it's what you think you should do you talk like this. And I, uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I used to like call, you know, I, I forget. I've definitely called and pretended to be my mom. Hi, this is Sandra. <laughs> I'm Mary's mom. She's going to be late today. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? It's just like when I had a notice sent home that like, you know, I got a bad grade and my mom had to sign it. And I just wrote Sandy in my first grade handwriting. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> Could you imagine? In if, pencil. Can you imagine if our kid did that next year? Just in pencil, just wrote Mary. Yeah, in all caps, Mary. Yep, true story. How about you, Blake? What's your GBG? Oh my god! All right, uh, my good. When Rebecca says, "You have his eyes," it's it's <gasps> not the same, uh. but it's there. Uh, and then you have Nikki's reaction to it, where it's, it's, it was like he was creeped out a yep, little bit. Yep. He was apprehensive. He was, um, he he fell within himself. You could see him get like smaller as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me to this: Griffin Dunn is absolutely. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Wait, seriously? That's how you would say his, his name? name? Is Griffin Dunn? Gryffindor. Griff. You're a wizard, Harry. No, Griffin Dunn. Griffin Dor. <laughs> That's all you're going to hear from now on. <laughs> Griffin Dor. Um, he is absolutely killing it as Nicky. Oh, what my gosh. Seriously? I I want more of Griffin Dor in my life. I think he is fantastic. I truly believe him as Nicky. I truly be- believe him in every aspect of his acting that he is doing uh what he has portrayed as a damaged vet as a damaged brother as all everything like even when he was in the hotel just learned that his brother died right right yeah like he goes into the hotel and he shuts the shades yeah and he like he's like okay yeah yeah great i'm going to bed see you later like i just just awesome the guy has killed it and i'm so glad 
that even though I loved Michael Angarano as young Nikki, I oh, really Gryffindor blows I, him out of the water. I really get appreciate it. <laughs> get it? I do. <laughs> I'm so bad. You're such. Oh my god, you're such this. Nerd! Um. I got you. I, I really believe him, and I'm so glad that they changed actors uh, because it gives you that feeling that he really is a different person altogether. My bad. Now this one is in take development. Okay, oh. this one is totally take development. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going full in on this one. Full bad. I'm not. I'm not fully take. Bunkered. So you're saying that you didn't really have anything bad, but you had a little meh. Well, you, for your GBG, you had a well, GMG. I'm not sure. I'm okay. unclear about this one. Uh, going back to the whole drinking thing with Kevin. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I I just, I feel like we did that last mm. season mm. and I know relapse and I know- you Do you know relapse? Uh, I know, do you I know, know relapse, relapse and depression. Yes, okay. I do. I know but an that, addiction? I know that there is- um, what, what, what I'm getting at is no. Like, I'm asking I know that, personally. No, I like, know. have you known anyone who has? I'm no, not that, trying to be mean. No, I'm that just... that came out incorrectly. Okay. Let, me, let me restate. I know that relapse happens, okay. and I know that relapse is a part of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I I wonder going back to it so quickly is the right move. Again, I'm not this saying quick. I'm not saying that this is that this is full on take take bad. Okay, it's not take bad. I'm not take bunkered on this one. Mm-hmm. I just it's it's in question, but I guess the the real bad that I would have is the Kate and Randall stuff. Yeah, the way that it happened in the house was very clunky. Well, super awkward for that family, right? Uh, yes, and I think that's okay. Okay, so that's your actual. But bad. my actual bad is that it was just very okay. clunky. It was like, oh, you remember the sequence fight? Actually, Kate, no, don't you remember the Those plate? People are like, we still want to finish. Our this coffee. is when we this is when we made the pizza. Yeah, I think. Uh, like. I don't know. It just it it okay, just it didn't feel clunky. like an or it didn't feel like organic okay. conversation. All right, and you're great. But my great, my great is the brief cut to Kevin as the little boy in the car with Rebecca, as he's driving back with his mother, mm. when he's an adult. I, you know, I I know this kind of thing is gimmicky, but I am such a friggin' sucker for all of this stuff like this. For mm-hmm. all of those gimmicky things, I love those cuts like that. You know, because this episode is all about memory, we see how his history and how we see ourselves. It's fitting that we have this flashback because we're in Kevin's point of view. His mother may see him as a bright young kid in the past and also as a handsome, blonde-headed movie star in the present. But since we are in Kevin's point of view, we see his version of himself trying to do good trying to take care of another person, even in the midst of it being kind of hopeless, like John Smiley getting traded, which he actually did get traded in real life to the twins. And then even Nikki, who is a person who has given up. And because of all this, Kevin still sees himself as this hopeless little kid that's rudderless now, because he's lost out on everything that he's been trying to fix. It Kevin has become... Outside of Jack, the absolute most interesting character of this show. And what a turnaround mm-hmm. from the beginning. What a turnaround from the first few... Manny. From the Manny From the time. Manny to this. Yes. Seriously. I, every time Kevin is on screen now, I am invested. I am in. I was I was in early on the Kevin train, if mm-hmm. you can recall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just so happy. I'm, Agreed. I'm so happy that they did this. That cut was just phenomenal. You ready for the big three feedback? Yes. 
And we said... That's three. Big three? Big three! Maureen Edwards gave this episode 3.9 lemonades. Wow. After such a long break and waiting to find out wh- where things go with Nikki, this episode was a bit of a letdown for Maureen. She said it dragged in places, but the acting was fantastic. The good. I liked seeing Randall and Kate say they had to go back home. That's reality that we all that we can't all just drop everything because someone else's life is messed up. If your own house is burning down, you better go put out that fire before you go play here to the rest of the world. Ooh, bad metaphor. Sorry. Not Sorry. I'm especially glad Randall didn't try to take on another hero project. And I wish he would have um, bit back at Kevin with, you're right. I keep trying to play the hero and my own family has suffered. I'm learning. It's okay, though. I knew Randall was thinking it because he followed through and went home. Maureen's bad. She says, I wish Kevin picking up that bottle had not been alluded to earlier in the episode when he was on the phone with Zoe. Too much foreshadowing and it was easy to predict. Mm. They should have just hit hit us with it like bam. That would have been much more exciting. And the episode really dragged on during the scenes with Kate and Randall in their old place. It's like they were trying too hard to make it feel poignant or dramatic and the result was honestly boring. It would have been much cooler to have them walk around the house separately, telling stories to oh, whoever yeah. they were walking with, insert flashbacks, and then have them get back to the car to leave. Kate and Randall could have realized that they experienced different memories of the same childhood. Now, Maureen's great is the acting. I think if there was one scene that really knocked it out of the park, it was when Rebecca says, wow, you have his eyes. It's it's different, but there's something in, in the eyes. The look exchanged by every single actor in that scene were just phenomenal. And by the same token, it was good to see Randall and Kate go home to work it out with their own families. It's really awesome to see Kevin becoming more and more invested in others. And as he becomes more invested in others, we become more invested in him. And who better to do it? He has the time, the money, and it's good for him to get outside of himself. That's right. Eileen Marie says 4.4 lemonades. And she said the good. The flashbacks. The flashbacks blended really well with the current timeline, and I like that it didn't feel choppy. It seems like the story ideas for the younger Big Three are starting to run out, but I, I thought that their inclusion in this episode seemed purposeful and made sense for development. And I feel like they still managed to show us more depth to the characters. The bad. Randall and Kate's side trip. Didn't they leave because they both needed to head home? I understand wanting to go see the old home and how it was necessary for the story for the episode, but if they're going to make a side trip, then it seems like they should have just stayed to support Kevin and Rebecca. And also, I can't get over how weird it feels that this is at least the second time in the Pearsons have randomly invited into the home of complete strangers, and no one finds it odd or creepy. I don't think I'd ever let, ever let strangers into my home just because they said they used to live there. By the way, hashtag totally agree. The Great. The realistic depiction of struggling with mental health conditions. Mental health conditions of any kind are not easy battles, and I think the show does a good job depicting that, especially last night. My heart broke for all of them last night, but I appreciate that they didn't try to sugarcoat their experiences, Nikki being honest about his discomfort with the Pearsons showing up, and Jack's perfect image being skewed slightly in, the, in that he threw the plate. Kevin's look of disappointment while listening to his mom rattle off how she's so proud of him also seemed so crushing. Crushing. <laughs> Crushing. Angela Hickey gives this episode 4.5 lemonades. Yes, Blake, we will absolutely see Nikki again. How many episodes are left? Best story sounds kind of fishy. Interesting to see what Jack went through coming home from that visit with Nikki. What a sad waste for them both. And nothing can be changed now. It teaches you not to waste negative energy on grudges that give birth to regret. Oh, Kevin, poor sweet Kevin. First, the story with the baseball player was really special. When I thought Kevin was so self-centered as a kid 
scene. He shows how complex he was even then. And second, I was yelling, no, don't do it. At the end, his father battled alcohol to cover his pain and feelings of inadequacy. Now he sees what the road did for his uncle and he has physically surrounded it by it and he gives into the cycle. Heartbreaking. Yes, yes, yes. So what are the other things that stuck out to you in this episode, my darling? <sighs> so much <laughs> so so much um you know with kevin i feel like we have to remember because this show has been started and stopped and started and stopped and started and stops he literally went around the world to right. go find out the truth of what happened in nam mm -hmm. and this is the truth and it is not what he expected. It is a lie from his father. His uncle is, you know, suffering from a, a lot of things. <laughs> um, and Kevin still battles the regret that he wasn't there during the fire and that he couldn't save his dad. Sure. So this whole thing, of course, is like, maybe I can save my uncle or maybe I can help my uncle. He he can't help his dad. He can't help his, his aging parent. And it's just so beautiful and sad to see him. I mean, even fixing up and cleaning up the trailer, you know? Right. All these little things that he wants to do, because really he went on this quest to learn more about his dad and how he talks up to his siblings. You know, this is our family. This is our uncle. Mm -hmm. We have to do this. Of course we do. Right. I'm just loving Kevin and I, his selflessness. I totally love Kevin too. And and I actually really appreciate what This Is Us has done with Kevin. Not because, oh, he's just this complex guy, which he is. But right in the Vietnam episode where Kevin goes to Vietnam and discovers that his... Right before his, he discovers that his uncle is alive... He doesn't get any answers from from the local historian in, in the village. And Zoe actually says something that was really important, which I really loved at the time, which was sometimes you just don't get the answers that you want. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the end is unpredictable. Maybe we're just in the middle. And I mean, it was a meta commentary on the show because it was the middle. But I like that they said that they wrote that because... That's exactly what they have done. They told you right up front, you are not going to get the answers that you expect. Mm -hmm. We ta we talked about it uh, uh, about The Last Jedi. This is not going to go the way that you think it's going to go, <laughs> yeah. right? And I love, love, love having the balls to give Kevin everything that he wants, meaning discovering that his uncle is alive, discovering where his uncle is, mm -hmm. finding his uncle, talking to his uncle, only to have them rip it away at the very last minute because Nikki cannot help him. Cannot. He just, because it's too painful. And as he says to Rebecca, I'm just not a person anymore. I'm not a person oh anymore. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness gracious. Right? It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And, and, and the funny thing is, is that as, as, as we said, Gryffindor, Gryffindor is amazing. But as the character, Nikki, he's actually, he's trying. He's actually really trying. Oh, yeah. And you know that he's just uncomfortable. And that's some of, one of the things that I've always said. You, you, you have to, as a character, always try your best to do whatever you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, people just, it's, it's um, people don't buy it. The emotional math doesn't add up when that happens. You can always tell when 
something is being held back just for the sake of being held back. Kind of like the whole thing with uh, Kate and Randall. I feel like, oh, you know, don't you remember the plate? I felt like that was held back for the sake of it being held back. Would you would you agree with that? Meaning the story was held back? So yeah. That it, yes. So it, it, it would create a, a dramatic moment? Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, how did you, what did you feel about the whole Kate? Because like, I feel like a lot of people are being like negative about it, and even I'm kind of being a little negative about it. What did you think? Um, I think that it humanized Jack. You yep. know, so much of this season is about humanizing Jack. You know, we've built him up to be the superhero. Nikki had him as superhero, Jack. Um, Rebecca had him as superhero. Kate has him as superhero. Everyone thinks so highly of Jack, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, we were able to see Jack be human. Jack, tell Rebecca, I'm going to need a break. I'm going to need a break because I am going to break. Right. And reach a really low point and break that dish and snap on his kids and then recover. And I like that we were able to have this story in this episode because we're reminded yet again that Kevin is not a superhero. Mm-hmm. That that these men are human and men. And I know that a lot of people don't like that Kevin picked back up the bottle, but I feel like that's a very realistic thing that would happen to an addict. And um, we got to see our beloved men in this show be human. Absolutely. So I don't, I agree. I think it was clunky how it was done in this house with random strangers and saying it back and forth to each other. It was neat because as I said, like that's how I feel frequently with stories with my brother, but I'm thankful for it because of what it showed us about Jack. Right. And there's something really interesting about that whole notion of kids Mm -hmm. remembering their lives differently from each other. As a matter of fact, I, I just had a conversation with my sister today about Valentine's Day and growing up with my family. And because we were, I was talking about you and I, my darling, oh. about what we're going to be doing for Valentine's Day, and and I was saying, you know, like for me, Valentine's Day is about like I don't know, like the love of my wife and celebrating that love. And and I said, and she's like, no, it's different. It's about the kids, <laughs> you know. It's about, I mean, it is about you and I, but it's yeah. it's about our kids now. Yeah. And I, you know, personally, I I I kind of disagree with that. But I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So what I would, I went to my sister. I said, "Hey, did mom and dad ever do anything for us for Thanksgiving? Because I mean Valentine's Day. Yeah, well, yeah, Thanksgiving. What the hell am I thinking? Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. Did they ever do anything for us for Valentine's Day? Because I don't remember them doing anything for us. And uh, my sister is ten years older than I am. So she said, "Yeah, you know they did. They used to. Ma used to give us like you know those those hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the heart, the conversation hearts, or the no, chocolate no, the hearts. chocolate hearts. Yes, and a cod. Yes, and but m- mom and dad always went out for dinner, and they and they you know told us kids to go take a hike, but they would always go out for us, and and mom would have us have have these little chocolates for yes. us. Yes." And I have no recollection of that. Are you serious? I have no recollection of that. Because that's what I feel like all these like cheapy, gross chocolate boxes are, is actually for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not for us adults. We know what the good stuff is, all right? Oh, yeah. But- um, I want yeah. some lint. But Give me some lint. But how funny that you have no recollection of this. But that's what I'm talking about. And we need to have moments like this to be able to see these different sides of Jack. Um, and I'm thankful for that, especially in this episode. And there and there are some really cool things in there, like the sequin fight and the Pearson pizza. I, I feel like all those things were just- What else was just, on it? <clears throat> I, I, all I remember is, is the spinach. That's all I remember. But, you know, hey, whatever. And I think the thing that sticks out to most to me is- the idea of Kevin 
being so um you know, like it falls in line with what the kind of person that he is right um he, he gets fixated he gets fixated on things you could mm-hmm. even almost call it obsessive if you wanted right where if it's not girls it's football if it's not football then it's acting if it's not acting then it's booze if it's not booze it's trying to find out who i am or who my dad is if it's not finding out who my dad is it's finding out who my uncle is and if it's not finding out who my uncle is that obsessiveness that fixation that part of being addicted goes back to the booze because his whole life of like you're right he went around the world to seek out these answers and he doesn't get i don't think it's about booze i once again think that whatever personality type kevin is i think it's my personality type that i need to be like i need to have a project that I am working on and I need to have a serious goal that I am hardcore pushing towards and I am putting all my energy and I go pedal to the metal for it. And if I don't have a project that I'm working on, I feel completely lost. And I like to compete and I like to um, do things where, where oddly enough, I perform. Um, I think that this is that whole like reaching, you know, Kevin has always had this hunger inside of him. So I don't necessarily think it's an addict thing. I think uh, the drinking really is when he's stopped Mm -hmm. from not just achieving these goals, but from even like trying to see it through. Because I think Kevin is very smart and he finds different ways and different paths. But like he couldn't play football because he got a broken leg. Okay. He can't fixes he can't save his dad because mm-hmm. his dad died he can't fix nikki because nikki's another person so it's like kevin sets these really 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 high goals for himself and when the situation is taken out of his hands and and is told to him no he doesn't know where else to go and he breaks right and and one of the other things i really love too when it comes to all this is when Kevin does bring Nikki into the vets hall, you have that moment where Nikki looks around and mm-hmm. he's like, he's just looking at all the guys that are in there and you just see the, all the memories come flooding back. It's one of those visual storytelling moments that you don't yes. need to have any words about. You just see it. The playing the cards. Playing the, the cards and the hats it. and all that stuff and you can just see how uncomfortable he truly is. Mm-hmm. That was one of those subtle moments that I think Griffin Dunn, re- Gryffindor uh, totally, totally knocked it out of the park. And it's also funny too because as serious as all of this stuff is and as serious as... Uh, being a vet and having the PTSD and and also all of this emotional baggage that Nikki is now going through, we had this balance, this balance with some really good sense, with some really good humor, by the way. Uh, when you talk about you know Jack and Kate and uh, and and uh, Randall with the sequence fight and everything, but one of my favorite exchanges is actually Kevin, who's very serious about all this. He's saying he's getting hammered with a gun next to him at this trailer. Mm-hmm. And I just offered him Pringles. And Randall says, yeah, Pringles are really great. And, and he says, Kevin says, no, 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 don't be funny right now. And Randall says, no, I'm not. I really like Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Because it's, um, you get stuck and mired in, in these, in these um, moments of like mm-hmm. real self 
seriousness and self-righteousness as as a show runner and because you have a vision and you want to get that vision out but you have to balance it sometimes and you have to balance it a little bit if you remember like the first season of the leftovers it was like it was so dour and it was so like oh like depressing and even though i enjoyed it it could have benefited from being a, having a little bit more you needed the hurley you needed the Hurley to balance it all out. And I feel like that Pringles moment uh, is definitely one of those mm-hmm. Hurley moments for this episode. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, my uh, my darling? No. I'm, I'm ready for some in and outs. Um, actually, one thing I do want to say, John oh. Smiley was a, was a real pitcher in Pittsburgh at the okay. time of 1992. He was actually the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates ace. He was the best pitcher on their team. And he was, in fact, traded to the Twins that year, the year after the Twins won the World Series. And the whole idea for this plot line actually happened because Dan Fogelman, the other one of the other showrunners for This Is Us, actually wrote a letter to Jason Thompson, who was a Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher in the early 80s. And he wrote him a letter saying, hey, I think you're really good. I don't want you to get traded. If could, could you do anything? Um, could you do any, everything in your power to not get traded? And please just protect yourself. And he found the letter. He put it up on on Twitter and was like, "Hey, here's the inspiration for this story moment of 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 little Kevin uh, talking to John Smiley." Isn't that really cool? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think that was so awesome. Uh, so yeah, that was the uh, that was the the story moment. Another thing, another uh, quote that I really liked from this episode too. Um, and what what I think plays into the theme of this episode, which is memory, how we how we remember things as a collective, how we remember things individually, and how I kind of want my parenting to be is exactly what Randall says, which is it's hard to believe, but yeah, you can all you can do is pack the days with as much good stuff as possible mm-hmm. and hope it outweighs the bad. You hope that the good stuff sticks. And that's what he did for us. Oh, my. Start the tears, my friends. Oh, my Start goodness. the tears. Gr- gracious. Um, all right. You ready for in or out? Yes, I am. All right. Let's uh, let's do some in or out. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right. In or out. Hotel breakfasts. In. I am way out on hotel breakfasts. <laughs> Hotel breakfasts are the worst thing ever. You know why I'm in? Why? Because I honestly just treat them like a hobbit's first breakfast. Like I know that I get to eat them while you're still sleeping in. And then I go upstairs. And then two hours later, you wake up. And I'm like, Blake, you want to go get breakfast? And I go get my second breakfast. See... I, I always feel like the what Mary's not saying. Well, actually, what I wasn't saying is that Mary always wakes up before me, no yeah. matter where we go out. When she's up at like friggin' six a.m., friggin', yeah. you know, just hopping around like a bunny, <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get some breakfast." I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. leave me alone. Uh, I hate hotel breakfast. The eggs are always runny. The bacon is yeah, always don't rubbery. Eggs. Don't get the bacon. Well, what the hell else am I gonna get? It's a hotel breakfast. I mean, there's I don't like want to get a muffin. Why not I need breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> it's a first breakfast. <laughs> Do you think he knows about second breakfast? What about elevensies? <laughs> okay. Next one. All right. Uh, getting more Gryffindor. In or out? 
Yes, in. You're in. I'm totally into. Yes. We absolutely need more um, I'm like Griffin trying. Dunn. Okay, Griffin Dunn. I, yeah. I was getting a little thrown <laughs> off. I'm, I'm actually, yeah, continue. Yeah, I, we absolutely need more. Yeah. Uh, I don't, well, I'll save that for my hot take. Okay. Um, in a row, letting your late uh, 20s kids live in the house again. <laughs> you know how the Indian family let their yes. daughter back in, to live in the house again? In. In or out on that? I'll be in. In You're in on a late 20s kid coming back to the house. Yes. I am way out. If one of our kids comes back to our, our house in the late 20s, unless there's like a family emergency. I think that was her daughter. I think she's a single mom or something. Like, who is that little girl? I don't know. See, I saw that and I saw single mom and I thought, of course you got to let her in. Well, yeah, I mean, if she's a single mom and maybe she's just got a divorce and who knows. But I just feel like letting your... I want my kids out. Goodbye. Oh my God, I want them here forever and ever and ever. (laughs) All right, in or out. Uh, Going to an old house just to check it out and tell everybody that I used to live there. Are you in or out on that? And I think I know your answer on this one, but go ahead. Um, Normally I would say in, but I'm totally out. You just shocked me. Yep. Why are you out on going to an old house to just to check it out? Because listen, guys, I think there are some weirdos out there, okay? And I don't know. I just don't want to go in their house. I'm afraid that the inside of their house is going to be like the Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> and there's like some pit with some girl in it. She puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> I don't want to talk to strangers oh. in their house. And close the door. Or else it gets the hose again. Yeah, no, nope. that's what I'm afraid would happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm way out. Way Stranger do, danger. Do not go into somebody else's house. I am not letting someone else into my house. I would do exactly what that mother did and shut that door on that person. All right, in or out. Uh, letting your kids order the pizza for the family. Totes. No! Totally. What? Reese would just get cheese. No, because you would end up with something stupid like spinach on pizza. I love spinach. Oh, well, that goes to my next one. In or out, spinach on pizza. I'm down. No. I'm, I'm in. No. You want to know why I'm out on it? Why? Because it ain't crispy. It, it's going to get soggy. No, when you put it in the oven, it crisps. No, it doesn't because all the you moisture from the it. cheese. The moisture from the cheese. I like it even more then. Give uh, it to me it sloppy. Make, it make it... It's like soup, like escarole soup. <laughs> I love that too. All right. Last one. In or out, Hamilton references on This Is Us. Oh, my gosh. Angelica! <laughs> Eliza! And Peggy! <laughs> Skyler sisters! Now, yeah. I now I know I know that this is something I do for Outlander cast listeners, but just because most of you are Outlander cast listeners, Here comes the General's Washington! I have to play that. It's an absolute necessity. Uh, all right, my darling, that is it for uh, In or Out. Final thoughts before we do hot takes. None. No no final thoughts. Oh, wait, yeah, I do have a final uh, thought. What's your final thought? Wait, is that a hot take? No, no, your final thought is the final thought for the episode. Oh, okay. I always get confused. Final thoughts, hot takes, it's pretty much the same thing, so no. <laughs> All right, uh, my final thought is this. I absolutely loved the symmetry of Kevin not telling his mother about oh. the whole thing with John Smiley. Uh, and Rebecca having to find that out from the actual pitcher. Uh, and I loved how Kevin did fall back off the wagon. And as his mother is saying, I'm so proud of you. These are the things that I'm so proud of you about. He can't tell her. It's just showing oh, him. So sad. Take 
rye whiskey right out of the bottle. And you know, you know Nikki don't have that good white rye like rye whiskey. He ain't drinking bullet, you know, <laughs> he's drinking like old granddad, you know, old uh, m- old man in the mountain mm-hmm. rye whiskey, <laughs> like the one that you get for like 10 bucks in the plastic bottle. I don't I don't even know, but sure. Yeah, that's what he's getting. So I just I loved that symmetry. Uh, another great thing about um, the visual storytelling from uh, This Is Us. But uh, you have a hot take, my darling. Yes, I do. All right, let's do it. Nikki is a diabetic. Oh, why do you say that? When they first go into the trailer, he's got all needles, like like little like thing, and Kate goes, are you a diabetic? And then, like, you know, when they're just all freaking awkward, they're so awkward. <laughs> and he's, like, moving stuff around. Uh-huh. Do you think that's going to affect the plot in any significant I do. way? Or I is do. that just a good character trait? I think that it's going to affect the plot because he put so much dang sugar on his oatmeal or whatever he was eating, and they, like, focused on it. I think that that's, like, on Ooh, purpose. And I think he's going to get sick. Excellent I think he's going to get sick because of the beaties. And wow, that is great. Great stuff with the sugar on the oatmeal and everything. Listen, I love sugar. Okay. <laughs> I, I I'm love like, sugar. I'm like that that alien from Men in Black who's like, <laughs> needs more sugar. Sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. There's more sugar. So I, I saw that and I was like, up. Oh. I get to see you like walking right around there. like all like twisted, you know, trying to fit in the skin. Yep. Yep. Sugar water. So that's what I think. Um, I do not think... Nikki will come back this season. I think he will come back next season. Uh, and a final programming note. It was said on uh, the Twitter today uh, that they plan on six seasons for This Is Us. Six. And the sixth will be the final season. That'll be it. So my guess is that we will see Griffin done again. And it will probably be either at the end of this season or the beginning of next season. And that will, he will be brought in to um, uh, give some final closure to Jack and the whole thing, the whole relationship between he and Jack. And that'll be the end. And perhaps now with your hot take, I can combine them and say that he dies of the beaties. What do you think? Diabetes. What do you think? I think I'm right. I think you're right too. Are right, you ready? You ready to close this bad boy out? Yes. All right, let's do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it's been a while, and we're really glad to be back talking about this show. Now, I want to let you know that if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy This Is Us, and you'd like other people to find out about This Is Us too, you can do that by leaving a rating and a review, a written review in your podcast app of choice. We want to thank Genesis15, who said really great commentary on a really complicated show. I love that you guys notice all the little details and really dig deep, really enjoying this podcast. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And if we do provide good enough value for you, please go do tell a friend that we exist. And that way, we can all enjoy This Is Us together. Well, for now, my name's Mary. My name's Blake. And this is Us Too. Sugar water. Sugar water. Help will always be given to those who need it at Gryffindor. Is that right? Was that the right quote? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Good job. Thanks.